From the KDLT Weather Center and meteorologist Blaze Keller, we'll be clear tonight with a low of 42. And we'll be above normal for the temperatures for the balance of the week. 74 for tomorrow with sunshine and more sunshine and 72 on Wednesday. Thursday, sunshine, 73. You've heard this before. You'll hear it again. Sunny on Friday, 75. As we get to the weekend, possibility of some showers Saturday into Saturday night. Then Sunday will be dry again. Temperatures will actually be in the 60s throughout the weekend. Temperature now in Sioux Falls, 68. At Information 1000, KSOO has re-returned to the Patrick Lally Show. Patrick Lally has gone retro. He's pulled on the skates and will be your car hop from 3 to 5 on Information 1000, KSOO. Four thirty-three here on the Patrick Lally Show, Information One Thousand KSOO, and we are continuing our conversation with Mr. Greg Neitzert. He, of course, is a city councilor from the Northwest District in Sioux Falls, and uh, we've just been discussing the whole controversy over the event center siding and the secret settlement. And Greg has put together a timeline of events that's taken all from public records and and uh, all the data that's been released since. Uh, the lawsuit in which the city lost and had to reveal the secret settlement. Um, and we're going to put this, because it's really cool, uh, Greg, what you've done here. Oh, I appreciate it. Thanks. It's impressive because it is it is very detailed. You are a detailed guy, that's fair to say, right? Absolutely. I've, that's what I always tell people is whether you agree with me or not, I, I hope you know and you notice that I do my homework and I really dug in. Yeah, you, that's been the case. We talked about the uh, shaped places. You really had to dig in and figure out what this really meant. And that's, I mean, so far in your time in the council, coming up on two years, I see that all the time. You always have your details together. Uh, and, you know, congratulations on that. Most people don't put in that much hard work. Yeah, I take it seriously. I'm, I'm honored that you said that. Thank oh. you. Well, you're welcome. Um, so I want to talk a little bit more about the event center siding, though, before we move on to other topics, because there actually are other topics yeah, in city Yeah, there's other government. things going on in the city. Um, the, so the settlement. And uh, obviously, I was involved in the news coverage at Argus Leader when that whole thing happened, uh, and then the city lost the lawsuit. Um, did, you, did you agree with making it um, confidential? No. Okay. Um, did you uh, agree? Do you think that you were lied? Did you feel like you were lied to? I've asked several counselors the same question. I, I want to be really careful about using the word lied. Sure. No, that's my word. Um, I use two words, secret and lie. I, you can call it, you can say confidential and whatever you want. I call it a secret settlement. Some in the administration bristle at that. I call it secret. Uh I wouldn't necessarily use the word lied, but I, I will say that I, I think the administration was happy to let us come to the conclusion that we got a million dollars in cash and mm -hmm. we were not corrected on that. So what do you want to do now? It's open. The data's out there. Uh, as you said earlier, there are questions that remain. What's the next step? There's a meeting tomorrow, right? Yeah, the administration is going to make some sort of follow-up about the uh, about the event center. I'm not entirely sure what that's going to be about. I think they're going to follow up on some questions we had. You know, as far as this timeline and some of this other stuff, um, it, 
you know, part of it is Monday morning quarterbacking, and that's not fair to an extent. But I think we could, if we look back, maybe there's something we can learn from so that in the next gigantic project, you know, I mean, we have things coming up possibly, you know, parking ramps and other things like that, that maybe we can learn something and maybe not make the same mistakes to the extent that there were mistakes if there were, you know, I mean, going forward. But at the end of the day, the most important thing is making sure and giving assurance to our citizens that their biggest asset, the uh, event center, is protected that it's purely cosmetic. If it's purely cosmetic, then we just need to move on and we just say, you know, it doesn't look that great. But um, I think that's the biggest thing as a responsibility as uh, council members is to make sure the building is really, it's not leaking, it's purely cosmetic. And I think we need to get an independent firm to take a look and take some panels off and put it to bed and then we'll move on. Would you be satisfied with just having the the original um, investigation that, that the administration did on what was wrong just made public? I mean, if that would satisfy those questions, right? Uh, the Judd Allen report you're yes. referring to. No, because my understanding is no panels came off. It so, was a visual okay. survey. It was over two days, but it was a visual survey, and I don't think anything invasive was done. I think you got to get some panels off. There's some question whether or not the council can actually have that done. Do you think the council has the authority to actually order that to be done? So city charter does lay out an ability that possibly we could do it. Now, that being said, I'm not an attorney, and the attorney that would be advising us is also the attorney for the administration. Right. So you have a bit of a conflict of interest as to whether or not, um, and, and I'm not calling into question anybody's integrity. It's just no. that for anybody, it's a hopeless conflict of interest. You know, your your boss wants to keep right. the thing, you know, essentially uh, locked up. Your other boss wants to open it up. Well, I, how hard are you going to work in either direction? I don't right. know. So, so the first thing you do is you'd have to do is be to hire independent counsel to tell you whether or not you could do it. And we do have that in the budget. We could do that. To me, though, I mean, you're almost creating a when we could hire another firm and get a better report. Do we want to create a, essentially almost a constitutional crisis? I mean, in principle, I, I'd like to see it on principle only because I don't like the idea of calling it a draft report and that you can, but that's lousy state law. That is you lousy know, state law. Where our state, they, I mean, there's, I mean as, as I've mentioned to other people, the whole idea, it's, it's rather chilling that the only reason that, you know, that this whole settlement came out was literally because the city attorney didn't walk four blocks down to the, uh, you know, the courthouse and file a lawsuit and then withdraw it a, a day later. Right. We Otherwise wouldn't it be would here still probably. Be, yep. It'd still be secret. Yeah. Um, it would, you know, we wouldn't still be here if you could have gotten answers when this all happened. Yeah, I mean, that's been my, my biggest thing. And, you know, I, I, I'm of the understanding that I don't think even city councilors were briefed at all during this whole process. If, if that's really true, I find that amazing. The elected body wasn't pulled into a room and mm -hmm. said, hey, you know, we're having problems with these panels and we're working on it or, you know, whatever. Or, I mean, there, there could have been an executive session because that would be legal matters. Mm -hmm. I mean, so that's an allowed and um, I... I'm not aware that that necessarily happened. I mean, you know, so um, now that's not supposed to be talked about, but sometimes things leak. And but so I, I, I just find that surprising. I, I think we wouldn't be here if it would have been as simple as when it happened. You know, we trusted our contractor or whatever. And we, we in good faith did it. It didn't work out. It doesn't look like we would have liked. We could litigate it, but it would cost millions of dollars. It's best to move on. The panels are fine. I think everybody would have said, oh, OK, that's. That's because right. it's a logical approach. Yeah, because and, and the thing is, is that and I've when you 
when you keep things confidential and you quote unquote hide things, people always come to the worst possible conclusion. Mm -hmm. Usually the truth is much more mundane than what people can dream up. But when you act like there's something to hide, people think that there's something to hide. So it's like a self-inflicted wound. Oh, absolutely. Um, We're here with Greg Neitzert. He is the city councilor from the Northwest District, and we've been talking about the event center and all that good stuff. Um, Staying on sort of government transparency for a moment, um, we've also been talking about uh, some of this, some of the process with the RFPs, which is request for proposal, which gets pretty technical. But um, another thing that's come out during this whole discussion is like uh, when the city takes proposals for development or management, what have you, that that whole process is done behind closed doors. Are you comfortable with that? Uh, yes and no. And I and I will just be above board. I was on an RFP, the Railroad Relocation Committee. Um, there has been no announcement yet, but I was on that committee, and so I can't talk about what happened there. But by being on it, I did see how the process works, and I think it does work very well. And it is laid out in state law. And, um, you know, there it's very rigid in how it, it's supposed to work and there can't be influence from the outside. So the, so for example, if we were to release everybody who's on a particular committee while it's going on, you, you may have some undue influence with people contacting them and saying, Hey, pick this golf, pro, you yeah. know, golf company or whatever. Right. And that's now, the one that's going on right now. Yeah. And it, it's amazing. Apparently people are very passionate about golf because we're getting a lot of emails about the golf subject. Um, I don't know if it's necessarily golf itself, but the players involved. There's some intrigue sure. there. I mean, it's just interesting. It, it is interesting. We have the current provider, and then we obviously have Great Life, which I will tell you from the emails, there it's kind of a, you know, the, some are huge proponents, and some are afraid that they'll have a monopoly, essentially, right. in the golf business around here. And again, so. this is an interesting conversation because you've got um, not that many players, okay, and Obviously, Great Life has manages and, and runs a lot of golf courses. Um, the only other player right now is Dakota Golf, and mm-hmm. they have the city. So it is a legitimate topic to consider when you're deciding who to give the contract to, correct? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, making that's going to be a consideration. Now, I think, you know, so again, I think the process can is good with the – with the caveat that I think when it's done and a selection is made, what I would like to see is who is on it, which they generally release, you know, who, who is on the committee, just so everybody knows. Afterwards. Afterwards, you know, when they make an announcement, you know, and they usually do thank you to these people that did this and took their time. But the other thing that would be really nice to have, and I think other jurisdictions do this, maybe like the school board, for example, I think you could do it in such a way where, you know, maybe uh, whether it be during or at least after the fact, we could see all of the proposals with confidential or financial information redacted. Because, for example, when I was on, even on the RFP I was on, there's certain information that the rest of us would not see. Like, for example, I didn't see the bank statements for a certain firm that proposed. Our finance director did, and he would review them and be able to give us a thumbs up and say, yeah, this firm has the financial wherewithal to do what they're proposing to do, but I don't need to see you know, the bank statements for that's, so-and-so. Yeah, that's a pass-fail situation, right? Yeah, yeah. and, and it's a neat, you know, I don't really need to know that. But I, I would think that, you know, if there's any proprietary information, it doesn't need to be released. But it, I could see it would be definitely helpful for all of us, council and the public, to see all of the different proposers and what they proposed at least at a high level. You know, like this one proposed to build this or do yeah. this and what the numbers were. But And you said that, 
you know, state law dictates a lot of this, and that's true. But it's also true that it's not um, that the RFP processes in different states and cities is not as closed as ours. Is that fair? My understanding would be yes. Now, I'm not an expert on South right. Dakota state law when it comes to RFPs, so I, I have to be very careful. But, yeah, I, I do know in other jurisdictions, from what I've read, they can be definitely more open. I don't know what our re- requirements are. I, I do believe generally in the process, and when you're in the room and you see it, mm-hmm. you know, generally you come to a consensus, and there's generally usually a clear winner, mm-hmm. and, it's, and there's no undue influence. Nobody's behind the scenes pulling on us. I can assure you the administration is not saying vote for this guy. Right, but, again, but, but again, the secrecy at some measure creates an illusion that people fill in the blanks that are not necessarily true. Yeah, and that's why, I th- yeah, I, 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 I could see that. And I yeah. think that's why if we could find a way where we can get as much information out without maybe you know releasing things that are confidential, that would be good. And also as a city council member, whichever one comes up that we get, I'm going to have to somehow be able to defend whether I'm voting for it mm-hmm. or not. It's not like I get a vote of pick this one, this one, this one, or this one. Right. I, yes I get no. whichever one won, and I may or may not know what the other details of the proposals were. So I, I can look at the contract and see if I think the contract looks good, but I may not 100% know, except for taking the assurance of somebody else, that was this really the best deal because I'm not in the RFP. We're going to come back and talk a little bit more with Greg Neitzer on the Patrick Lally Show on Information 1000 KSOO. Stay connected with KSOO wherever.